Hello, friends. Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics podcast. My name is Joe Lynch. Thank you so much for joining us today. On the Logistics of Logistics, I talk to experts in logistics and transportation, warehousing, fulfillment, supply chain, and of course, technology. And during these interviews, I'm always the one asking the dumb questions. I ask the dumb questions so you don't have to. Today's topic is last mile delivery grows up with my friend Ron Richardson. Guys, not so long ago when we talked about last mile delivery, we are talking about a very new space. We needed it for e-commerce. We really needed it during COVID, and it stepped up, but it was lacking. It didn't have the the sophistication that we've come to expect from great logistics companies. It didn't have the visibility tools. It didn't have the technology platforms. It didn't have the operational expertise that we needed. But all that has changed. Now we have players like OneRail. And by the way, my friend Ron Richardson is the CRO over at OneRail. OneRail is one of the big players in the last mile delivery space. And they have the sophistication. They have the national footprint. They have literally millions of drivers. They have the technology platform. I think they call it an orchestration platform. They have what national retailers, national distribution companies have wanted from the beginning. That's the visibility tools and all the tech that we've come to expect from great logistics companies. And also, part of growing up was being recognized by Gartner. Gartner now recognizes last mile delivery as a category, and OneRail is the leader of that category. So check out the podcast. You'll hear about all the great things that are going on in the last mile delivery space. But before we get to the podcast, I want to tell you about my friends at Tusk Logistics. That's T-U-S-K logistics.com. If you're a small parcel shipper, you can save 40% with Tusk. And the way you can save 40% is Tusk has a great technology and they've connected a whole bunch of regional small parcel carriers. These are carriers that have been in business for a long time and they're excellent service, better than the big guys in their region. But you could never use them because they were just regional. Tusk has connected these guys into a national network. You can save 40% and have better service. And in addition, you get Tusk's technology, which is top-notch, plus you get Tusk, uh, their customer support. Overall, you can't lose. You get better service than you're going to get from the big guys, and you get better technology from the big guy, and the the service, um, the delivery time is better than the big guys. 40% savings. Do it. TuskLogistics.com. And right at the top, it says, get started. Click on that button and get started and save 40%. So how's it going, Ron Richardson? Joe, how are you doing, buddy? It is a pleasure to see you today. Glad to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited for this conversation. I just saw Ron at Manifest not so long ago. We were at the Beer Pavilion, at one, which OneRail sponsored, and that's uh, Ron's company. And I've also known him from p- past lives. So, Ron, please introduce yourself and your company and where you're calling from today. Yeah, glad to, Joe. So my name is Ron Richardson. I'm the Chief Revenue Officer of OneRail, and I'm based in in Dallas. Our company is headquartered in Orlando, so not a bad place to uh, to have your headquarters. But I reside in Dallas, and I commute back and forth when I'm not, you know, traveling to customers and whatnot. So, what does OneRail do for those who are living under a rock? <laughs> yeah, so. You know, when you're when you're talking to companies and you hear same day delivery, you hear last mile delivery, final mile delivery. And, you know, some companies now are talking about omnichannel fulfillment. 
one rail plays directly in that space. So we work with large corporations and it's shippers, it's retailers, it's distributors, it's e-commerce assets like Shopify. And we help orchestrate same day, next day, last mile delivery at scale for those companies. So it's a really exciting space and it's just growing like gangbusters. Yep. And when you say last mile orchestration, I think you said use that term, last mile delivery orchestration, as opposed to you, you guys don't have a whole bunch of trucks that you're delivering by, you have a whole bunch of partners, right? Yeah, we, we've built the largest network in the United States. We have over 11 million assets that we can tap into, and that list continues to oh, grow. Wait, 11 million assets. And people mean drivers, people who can move stuff for you? Vehicles. Vehicles. <laughs> yeah. What kind of vehicles are those? You name it, right? Any asset class. We have box trucks. We have sedans. We have everything Whatever's in between. needed. So if I need a flatbed to deliver, I, I think you told me that you know building products get moved last mile now. That's a flatbed. Exactly. If you need a uh, pallet of mulch delivered in two hours, one rail can do it. If you need a microwave delivered same day, we can do it through a sedan, right? Whatever asset class you need for that delivery, one rail can support it. We'll get into it in a little bit, but uh, the way we achieve that is through smart matching, right? So the order comes from the customer and we get all the details on that order and then we can look through our, our available assets in the field and smartly match that delivery to a vehicle for same day delivery. I love it. And by the way, the name of the topic today, last mile delivery grows up and we'll get more into this, but this is part of the industry growing up. You know, when, when it, we really had that big boom with big growth boom during COVID, we just needed groceries delivered. We needed somehow to survive that time. And we had a lot of gig economy people pop up and a lot of companies take a run at this. And I'm no no um, criticism towards anybody who is doing that. But not every company was coming at it from the same direction. Now we're starting to see some clear winners in the space. And we're also seeing the space because the customers are demanding it. We're seeing the space grow up, upgrade. And it's no longer... Hey, I got a dad who dropped his kids off at soccer practice. And he, if he gets a minute, he'll pick some stuff up and drop it off. We're still going to have gig economy. I'm not against that. It just can't be led by the gig economy. It has to be led by operators, technologists, people who understand a higher level of business. Also. Yeah, you're, you're so right. You know, you think when, when COVID hit, companies scrambled, right, to figure out how to get product to consumers. And what you saw happen was remarkable, but it was very helter-skelter. Yes. Right? Yes. Great way <laughs> it, to it say was, it. It was, hey, we're just going to figure out a courier to take this. And we, we have no idea what you know all the compliancy things are that need to be in place. We just need to get this product from A to B. And so, so what you saw happen was a lot of kind of point co uh, contracting with a single courier in a market, right? And that worked sort of, kind of, maybe, right, during COVID. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the way, Ron, I went to my mother's house. My mom's in her 80s. And I was showing my mom how easy it is to get groceries delivered to her house. This is during COVID. Because I didn't want her going out to have to get these stuff. And I, I said, this is how easy. So she's on her iPad, which, by the way, 
kudos to mom for using her iPad and well into her eighties. <laughs> and she ordered stuff. I'm not going to mention names. And, and so then um, my mom doesn't text. So they don't, they don't know what the substitutions are, but anyway, it's supposed to deliver at noon. Doesn't around 1030 at night, watching TV with my mom bang at the door some guy, <laughs> my mom would have never answered the door at 1030 at night. Yeah. Of course I did. And the guy, God bless him. He was a good guy, but he, um, English was his second language. And um, I helped him unload the stuff and it was way off. And, but who cares? I was happy that my mom got that stuff, but that was the level, you know, they were 10 hours late and they came very rudimentary, right? 10 30 yeah. at night. I, I'm going out and helping him. The groceries were spread out all over his trunk because he didn't have any box to put them in. So they just rolled around. I felt bad for him because that was not his last load. So we've gone a long way since then. That is not exactly omni channel fulfillment with technology and all the cool stuff that we've come to expect. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story, uh, Joe. It reminds me of a, com- a conversation I had. We, we, our, our, one of our newest customers, I had a conversation with them a couple months ago and, and they're a major distributor of home products, right? And the conver- 10 minutes into the conversation, it goes something like this. We've got 1,500 distribution sites nationally, right? We, during COVID, we just started contracting with couriers left and right. Local, and all local, right? All local at the distribution points. And so now as an enterprise, as an enterprise, we're coming up for air in, in January 2023. And we figured out we have well over 100 million in spend on couriers. We have over 600 couriers nationally. And we just have no governance over this as a corporation. And each one's doing it different. So there's so the St. Louis market is different than the Detroit market, which is different than Cleveland, yeah, different Chicago. Yeah. And and when Chicago is saying this works like a dream, because I found a guy that works, and the rest are saying it doesn't work, right? Yeah, and the consequence of that is you look like Frankenstein to your customer, right? You know, it's very fragmented in terms of the experience in a market or nationally, and so. What we've seen is companies are, are, are now maturing, right, as you said, and saying, hey, we, we need to get this highly orchestrated. We need governance. We need consistent tools across our enterprise. And more than anything, we need to delight our customers, right? And, and that's why OneRail is seeing so much explosive growth in our business. Yep. Yep. So, Ron, I want to cover a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Give us some career highlights before you joined OneRail. And then why did you join OneRail? And I know we got to keep it short because I'm losing you at the top of the hour. Yeah, yeah. So born and raised in the Detroit area. Oh, that's very right. Proud. Hallelujah. Very, very proud of we, that. We call very ourselves Michigangsters now, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Did my undergraduate at Michigan State. Go green. Did my, go green, go white, yeah. Did my grad degree at Eastern Michigan and uh, worked for a long time in automotive supply chain. Me too. Really cut my teeth there. And it was, there's no better place to learn selling technology than automotive. That that is the biggest, baddest supply (laughs) chain on earth. I say it all the time, but that's where I grew up. And I'll tell you, it's a very mature space and the, and the bar is so high and gets higher all the time in that space. Not that it doesn't everywhere, but they've had such enormous volumes. Yeah. Well, if, if you're, if you're new, a new seller in technology and you meet with a, uh, 
a Detroit automotive executive, right? They, you, you walk in and they usually say, hey, you got five minutes, like none of the window dressing, just get at it. What are you here for, right? And that, you know, that, that's intimidating when you're younger, but uh, it really teaches you how to get to the point, right? So I got that, uh, you know, gasoline in my veins from my Detroit days, if you will, right? But yeah, I worked in uh, ERP, supply chain and logistics, so just kind of talking about the last couple roles I've had, I, I came to OneRail from Turvo. I, I, I interviewed you while you're still at Turvo. That's when we first met. Yeah. Turvo is a very innovative collaboration and TMS solution for the logistics space. So we had a phenomenal run at Turvo. And then prior to that, I worked at a company called Four Kites. I was one of the wow. first employees. You've worked at a lot of high things. You're on some yeah. five flyers. I'll tell you, guys, if you're managing your career right now, pay close attention to Ron's uh, LinkedIn. That's what you want to do. That's the trajectory right there. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Four kites, <laughs> turbo, and one rail. Nicely done, Ron. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, four kites. It was a remarkable run we had, right? You know, I, I helped pioneer real-time visibility, and we grew that business to what it is today, a leader in real-time visibility, really proud of the tenure there. And as excited as I was to pioneer real-time visibility, I'm even more excited about last mile delivery and omnichannel fulfillment. You know, if you look at the Gartner guide that was released, just to give an order of magnitude to what we're talking about here. In the Gartner guide, they projected that last mile delivery in 2021 was about 40 billion in spend globally. Gartner said by 2030, so what is that? Seven years, the spend's going to be around 125 billion globally. Whoa. So 3x, 3x, right? And so you need newer technology to support that kind of explosive growth. I think Gartner said it was a 13% year over year growth that we will see in this space. But it, it's no surprise. And that's what, you know, the topic today is the last mile delivery grows up and it really has, again, when we didn't, when, when we had what we had in COVID, we're, we're like a, and by the way, some companies are still using solutions that they developed during COVID, but I think big, the big players you're working with, and I know you work with smaller companies, but you work with a lot of large national retailers who say, I got 600 solutions in 600 markets that can't work. <laughs> Give me one solution, consistent results. But that speaks to the growth. I mean, basically the market demanded, demanded that the industry, last mile delivery, if you call that an industry, grow up. And by the way, I got to say this, Ron, on my podcast, when I started probably five years ago, no one said last mile, no one said middle mile. And no one said first mile. Now, everybody's saying we do the middle mile or we do the last mile. And it really all began even before COVID when the last mile delivery, which was for usually for um, e-commerce, started being a thing. So we, it really, you're probably the same way. You probably didn't hear last mile. as a Yeah, I've well, never thought of it that way, Joe, but you're right. And I, I think it has a lot to do with the, the advancements in technology and, you know, you think of Dre moves, you think of first mile ocean container over the seas. There's a lot of specificity, right? And, and, and just, you could spend a lifetime just studying one of these categories, right? And probably not know it completely. So you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
e-commerce has been around for a while now, but it has not always been such a big thing. So when Amazon first came, I was reluctant to use it. And by the way, I remember when Amazon had the 1-800 number right at the top, just because no one trusted an online thing, right? But I remember buying from Amazon and a week later, my sweater arrives. So like, oh my God, I just ordered it a week ago. It worked. (laughs) This is unbelievable. I'm trying my sweater on. And if I have to return it, and that still sucked, but that seems like the olden days compared to what we have now. So e-commerce was simple enough online, right? That's technology. What had to grow up in the last five, 10 years in a big way was warehousing and fulfillment and then last mile. And it, I would say last mile was defined almost by a whole bunch of gig economy workers, small local companies, and UPS and FedEx. Maybe small, maybe um, USPS, Postal Service. We didn't see what you guys or others are doing in the space. It just wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's super exciting to be a part of the the, the innovation that's happening. And, you know, I look at it in, in one of the, the key resources that large companies we interact with is, you know, omnichannel leads, right? So roles at companies where they say, hey, we, we need to have many options, optionality for our customers. So order online, same day delivery. Come to the store and get an item you can't fit in your car, same day delivery. Or, hey, I, I want to come later and pick it up. And so giving stores the ability to put items in smart lockers, right? And being able to provide the codes and you pick up in the smart locker. Where, where are those smart lockers at? I mean, are, what cities are you seeing those in? Are they around? Oh, they're, they're everywhere, right? They're, they're I've not seen one them. where I live. I live I live in the suburbs, Ron. Kind of maybe it's too uh, too far out. No one gives a damn. Yeah, we we have a phenomenal business. We have well, we have many business partners in the space, but one I'll I'll just draw attention to is Parcel Pending. Phenomenal business partner. They're growing like gangbusters as well, and we partner with them. If you think about it, if if you have a a, a gig courier picking up. It's way more efficient for the retailer to pick the product and put it in a locker and then have the driver show up at his or her convenience, retrieve the item from the locker and then deliver it versus showing up, going in the store, the picking happens, deliver to the customer, way more efficient. So that partnership and and all the partnerships around smart locker technology are really uh, a key enabler yeah, in this, this space. One more well. place where the industry's growing up. And God, Ron, I think about my first jobs so, so many years ago. I did not have much flexibility in my work. I didn't work from home. That was unheard of. <laughs> if you were working from home, that was uh, actually called unemployment at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but now, I, obviously, I can run off to the store between meetings. But what it seems as if we were were being asked by not only our retail friends, but also consumers is I want more flexibility. I want more options and we're giving it to them. And again, this has required the whole industry to grow up. One of the other things I want to talk about is you mentioned kind of the growth you've seen with enterprise level, as opposed to the local. Speak a little bit about that enterprise and why that's significant. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm a uh, national retailer, I know you can't mention names, but if you did, everyone would go, oh, yeah, I know those guys. I shop there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm a national retailer, 
having the ability to deliver same day is really a differentiator, right? You know, you've, you've seen obviously Amazon do that. You referenced that earlier. You know, what I would say is, you know, consumers are willing to pay more for same day delivery and consumers really like getting products from retailers that are local to them and they know and they trust and they recognize the brands, right? Sometimes when you buy on on the only online spaces, right? You get products and they come and it's like, well, that's not, you know, that's not a brand I'm used to or it didn't work the way I thought, right? Oh yeah. And I read the other day, 60% of the sellers on Amazon are from China. And that's I'm no criticism. I don't care. But the, that would not be necessarily the brand I thought I was buying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, as a consumer, you have a trusted relationship with a retailer. I do. Right? You, you know they're buying great product and they're vetting the product and those products work for you in your life. So what OneRail does is offer you the optionality to sit at your house and say, hey, I want same day delivery to my house. I want to buy online and pick up in store. I want to buy online and pick up in a locker, right? I've got all these options now, or I can I can go to the store and say, hey, I'm here, but I can't haul 40 bags of mulch in my Toyota Prius. Can you get them to me in the next two hours? And the retailer being able to say, customer, no problem. We got you covered. And not, and not in one location, like not just in Chicago, but everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's the enterprise. And so, if, I, if by the way, if I was working at, I'll bring a big, let's just say, it's one of those national retailers that we know. They don't want to say, we offer this service in three locations, and we offer this service in another 30, and we offer this one in 100, and we offer nothing in 60 others. They don't want to say that. They want to say, nationwide, we offer blank, 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 blank. Yeah, that that's exactly right. And the other thing that retailers want to be able to do is if you walk into a store and that store doesn't have inventory of the product you're looking for, they want to have instant connection to inventory from other stores and be able to say, hey, here at the Frisco, Texas store, we don't have product X, but I've got it at the Allen store, Allen, Texas, and I'll have it to you in two hours. And I'm not going to charge you additional for that because- you know, that's on us that we didn't have the product that that builds loyalty to the brand. Right. It's like, wow, this retailer really uh, knows me and is taking care of me. Ron, I know uh, another thing in this. This doesn't get talked enough about. But when uh, I interviewed one of your coworkers, we talked about I, I forgot I forgot who said it. So I'll just say one of your coworkers talked about the idea of inventory. So let's just say I'm a tire company. And I've got 30 locations in the Dallas area. And I carry the most common tires at every one of my locations. Let's just say it's 50 sets of 50 tires, right? 50 different kinds. But maybe there's a thousand different kinds. But they, you don't want all 30 stores to have to carry all that inventory. So you might say one store, we'll call that the superstore, has all of the, all of the inventory. But if the, one of the other stores needs it, one rail will say, we'll manage that for you. So you don't have to carry as much inventory. The inventory carrying costs or the savings on that inventory carrying costs is huge. And I think we used to carry more inventory because we didn't have this service. Yeah, that that's exactly right. It, it's 
the the inventory piece is really critical you know you, you think about as a as a, a consumer you know a retailer flags you as having a home store right but and you know inventory can be contemplated there but you really want to look at a whole market and say where do i have the skew this customer wants and and the the key is can i how quickly can i get it to oh yeah consumer? by the way the, yeah like the the example i had if I go with my rare exotic car over to get new tires and they say, oh, yeah, we don't have that here, but we have it in another store. It'll be here next week. I'm out. I'm going to find someone who has it. But if they say, Joe, no problem, we'll get your new tires today and put them on. They don't even have to tell me that they shipped them from another store. I don't care. That's your that's your business, right? That's right. That's right. But there there is tremendous orchestration. To oh, yeah. We couldn't off. do that. Yeah. We couldn't do yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, by the way, we did that. I'll say this. We did it piecemeal with runners. I had a crap job like that. You probably did, too, when you're a kid. <laughs> running, yeah. running stuff from one <laughs> place to another. <laughs> I worked for a pharmacy, and I delivered for uh, – yeah, I drove around for a pharmacy when I was really young. Yeah, so I, 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 I know that deal. But you know, you think about that. If if you're you're buying four Pirelli tires for your your fancy car, those only fit. You know, four tires fit in certain vehicles. Right. They don't fit in other vehicles, right? And so it's that smart matching capability of one rail and being able to find local available couriers with that kind of dimensionality capability. That's really the art of all this, right? Right. And and I bring the tire example up because. I used to use the term e-commerce and direct-to-consumer interchangeably, but increasingly e-commerce is B2B and they need those solutions. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So we talked about a few things. We talked about kind of the explosive growth in enterprise, enterprise interest in last mile delivery. They want a consistent solution across the, across the whole nation or maybe across the whole North America. Um, we talked a little bit about capabilities of the best in breed, one rail being one of those best in breed. We never had Gartner recognition of this space. When did that happen? And then I know you did well in it, so you can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really exciting. And uh, we, we first off, we love Gartner. We we partner with them. Well, that's because uh, you did well and... on it, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... I arrived at OneRail about six months ago, right? And um, and Gartner immediately said, oh, you know, Ron Richardson's there. <laughs> <laughs> now that Ron said OneRail, we're going to do a market guide. No, it didn't quite go like that. We had been working with Gartner for the better part of a year, right? On conversation around what a market guide for last mile delivery would look like. Gartner for a long time had coupled vehicle routing and scheduling software with last mile, right? Kind of combine them together. And through those conversations, you know, Gartner finally released a last mile delivery market guide. I think it was late November, early December. And we're, we were just elated. We, you know, we thought the guide was spot on. Obviously we were a featured vendor in there, but Gartner, you know, I would say the thing that Gartner did so well in that guide is really segmenting last mile delivery into three pillars. There's the post-purchase piece of it, there's the delivery orchestration, and then there's the post-purchase, right? Ratings of the couriers, that sort of thing. That really aligned well to how we think of 
our solution for last mile delivery. So we couldn't be more excited to be featured in that. And, um, you know, as we, we both know, when Gartner puts a market guide out, that's a maturation cycle in a market, right? It, it leads to a quadrant. Well, that's when we pick the title, last mile grows up, last mile delivery grows up. Part of it was Gartner recognizes it. I mean, that's kind of the, and by the way, for those who are not familiar with Gartner, Gartner has these market guides that help people select vendors, a lot of times technology vendors. And I say this all the time, nobody's expert in all this stuff. So Gartner is a, is a really good tool. So if somebody says, hey, go, they, you walk down the purchasing and say, who knows about last mile? Nobody raised their hand. How are they supposed to know, right? Unless they just left one of those companies. So getting these market guides helps big companies or smaller, mid-sized companies select the right partners. And they say what you should be looking for. So there's criteria in there and they grade out companies. And obviously one, I'm always afraid to say Gartner because I know they have uh, very rigid rules about what you're, what you're allowed to share, but we can share that one, one rail did very well in <laughs> Gartner. Yeah, 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 for sure. And we said nothing but good things, right? So how, and then no one could be mad. <laughs> right, right. But it's the, these are increasingly important tools. And by the way, it's the same if you're going to go buy a TMS. How are you supposed to know? Who You go, oh, we have a TMS expert down the hall. No, you don't. <laughs> most, most companies have no idea. They go, and by the way, if you picked one 20 years ago and now you have to pick a new one, how are you supposed to know? Everything changed. So these market guides are are super important because making the wrong decision on this stuff is can ruin your business. Nothing can ruin your business faster than picking the wrong tech partner or the wrong last mile delivery partner. Yeah, I, I think you said it earlier, Joe, in, the, in this, this conversation. A lot of companies took a run at this, right, and, and tried to solve it in the earlier days. And those solutions aren't good and they're still out in the market and uh, they don't really comprehensively address the issue for for companies right so i think market guides are excellent and uh you know obviously references are great right from customers and you know there are lots of tools to evaluate and pick the right vendor all right i know i'm going to lose you in a few minutes here around so i'm going to i'm going to summarize and i want some final thoughts on this and i want to talk about what conferences we'll see you at so topic again is last mile delivery with my friend ron richardson so we've seen enormous interest in enterprise companies wanting enterprise solutions, enterprise level solutions, not just the the um, onesie twosie players that were helping each of their locations. We're also seeing the capabilities of best in breed players like OneRail. The capabilities have grown enormously in the last few years. You've mentioned the lockers, you mentioned last mile delivery companies typically didn't talk like omni-channel fulfillment companies. You guys talk that way. The recognition by Gartner that this is a legit industry and and a fast growing one. This speaks to, again, I, I said it earlier, I never said last mile or final mile until the last few years. We never, no one ever said middle mile. The only reason they started saying middle mile is to say they didn't do last mile. So, <laughs> and, and then someone was on my podcast at first mile. I was like, God, we just split up like that. So the industry has really grown up. The, the last mile delivery is growing up. And final thoughts on the topic, Ron Richardson. Yeah, I, I would say if you're a company out there and you're looking for, you know, a peer play last mile delivery solution at scale, right? OneRail can help you. I would say if you're a company really thinking 
about your omnichannel strategy and how you fulfill against that strategy, we are ideal for you, right? You should, you would be making a mistake for your business if you're not talking to us, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that, those are the kind of the key things I would leave right. you with. I should also, uh, Ron, you you work with, I think you said 11 million vehicles, the 11 million vehicles delivering. So are you guys always looking for new partners? Yeah, our our network of drivers is growing exponentially. You make a nice business for those guys too, right? It's a great business for them, right? We become a source of revenue for them, you know, as we aggregate at, at an enterprise level that opens up a lot of available deliveries for drivers. Yeah, so we have great relationships with those folks and uh, they're critical in this whole ecosystem and solution. So I always like to interview smart, interesting people like you. Who else should I interview? Oh uh, boy, there's so many smart people in this space. You know, I, I, I think a great one for you, I'll go back to, to a, a job or two ago, right, is uh, Matt Elengical from Four Kites. All right. And Matt is a visionary in the space, and uh, I pay very close attention to his LinkedIn and uh, his commentary on the industry. All right. Well, I will check him out. Hopefully, you can inter- introduce me. What conferences will we see you at, Ron Richardson? By the way, will they have like a big, big beer beer for pavilion like one rail paid for over at manifest by the way is that great or what thank thank bill and lisa for the beer beer pavilion for me (laughs) yeah that was that was epic at manifest having a big beer pavilion with one rail we we are major sponsors of two upcoming shows uh one is home delivery world it's in uh philly when is that i want to say it's early june okay and then the uh gartner Chain Expo in Orlando. Obviously, our headquarters that's is in Orlando. Home, that's so home base. That's it's home base for us, and we're thinking about having a very cool event at our office, which is minutes away from the expo. So, if you're attending either of those events, please get in contact with us. We'd love to talk to you about last mile omnichannel fulfillment and all things delivery and related to that. Excellent, Ron. I always like talking to you. What I'll do is I will put a link to your LinkedIn profile, a link to the website, and any of the links you give me, I will put those in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Yeah, thank you, Joe. It was wonderful. Take care. Yep. And thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Your support's very much appreciated. Until next time, onward and upward. You have been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage with leaders in the logistics and supply chain community. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, hit the like button, and leave us a nice review on Apple or Spotify or wherever else you listen. Also, please check out our videos on YouTube and connect with us on LinkedIn. We're very big on LinkedIn. And you can also reach us on the logisticsoflogistics.com, our website.